0: On a brand new episode of Hello Ross, psychic medium and animal communicator, Yup, Susan Allen is here to say. I felt like this
1: is a fancy barn in Malibu and there's cameras everywhere, and I was alone there working on this horse, and I said to myself, They're going to see this woman crying, and they're never going to let me come here
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't let her near the horses, lock the door, yeah. all that and more on a brand new episode of Hello Ross. And hello, everybody. And ho, ho, ho. (laughs) It is that time of year. I am so holly jolly. I'm hojo like a mofo. I always say it. I'm a a hojo, mofo, homo. That's what I am. And uh, I'm unabashedly so. You know, I just, I do love this time of year and my tree's already up and I'm just so happy, but I I am happy in general, you know. My my baseline is pretty pretty good. But this time of year can be can be really like tough for some people. I get it, you know, especially if you are somebody who has dealt with loss. I have I've certainly dealt with loss. You know, I've lost both my parents and I uh struggle still all the time with yes, missing them and grief and um and just how undeniably painful if you if you know you know and if you don't know just god bless and how lucky you are to have your parents you know but um i also struggle with a big question i struggle with where are they where'd they go because i wasn't raised like with religion you know i was one time someone made a fishes and loaves reference to me and i said no it's fish and loaves but i didn't understand fishes and loaves was a biblical reference i don't know i don't we never went to church ever You know, I, it just was not a part of my upbringing, but spirituality always kind of has been like kind of felt something going on, you know, out there. And I think we can all explain it our own way, but the truth is, the truth is, I don't know. Do you, I mean, what happens? Where do we go? I went to a psychic after my dad passed away and she told me something that was so like crazy dead on, not just about him, but about, you know, grandparents and and people and it I thought it would freak me out but it didn't it gave me something to hold on to you know like maybe they are zooming out there maybe that energy i feel cuz i can feel him sometimes maybe that maybe that means they are zooming around and just the idea that that was possible made me feel comforted and that's when i really kind of got obsessed with psychic mediums and every time i meet one i just glob onto them and want to ask them a million questions. Sylvia Brown. Do you remember Sylvia Brown? You used to go on Montel Williams all the time. I was friends with Sylvia Brown. I met her through, she would come on Leno and I met her and I would go to her shows and talk to her and she would give me readings and send me her books. And Sharmar Golis is, is a great friend of mine. The Long Island medium, Teresa Caputo is coming on this podcast, Hello Ross, and I'm going on her podcast in, in the next few weeks. I just am riveted. By, by psychic mediums, um, because I, because of that moment with my dad, because it gave me something to hold on to. And I yearn for that, especially after my mom passed recently. And well, I guess it's not recently now. It was in May of 2020. But it feels like yesterday. I'm more than ever now trying to find something to hold on to. We also lost my husband, Wellington's mom, just over a year ago. It's so hard and and it's not just people you know i've lost what was it five years ago uh, four years ago i lost my louise and and then my miho and two of my little dogs and it's so hard you know and then my friend nikki boyer who by the way has a podcast with uh my other friend mr malone called call me curious you should be listening to nikki nikki lost her dog a big great dane like 4,000 pound dog. I mean, I would go to their house and see this dog who I loved, Bernie. But I'd be like, are you sure? Have you had a DNA test? Is this a dog or a horse? Are you 100% sure it's not a horse? This She was a huge dog and what a gentle giant. And when she lost Bernie, of course, she was just heartbroken. And she met this woman named Susan Allen. Susan Allen's a psychic medium, very well-regarded, well world-renowned medium. And she does work with people. She's a healer. She's a medium. She can communicate with the beyond, but she also communicates with animals here and beyond. Uh, what? That's what Nikki said. She, she, she can, uh, she can, she had a reading with her dog, Bernie after Bernie passed through Susan Allen. I was like, please, I would like this information. I would like to meet her what? And, uh, she gave it to me and I emailed Susan Allen. I was like, listen, I want to talk to you. And um, I want you to come on my podcast because I think there are a lot of people, especially this time of year, who are struggling with grief and wondering where their loved ones have gone, whether they be a human being or or one of our four-legged friends. And so I thought now more than ever, and that's where we're going to have Teresa coming on too, this time of year is extra tough. Okay. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk about it. We're going to try to understand grief and answer that question. When it's over here, where do we go? When we come back, psychic medium and animal communicator, Susan Allen is here to say hello, Ross.
1: how are you? I'm great.
0: (laughs) I'm so happy to be speaking with you, Susan, because um, I have been fascinated my entire life about like, what's next, you know, and when my friend Nikki Boyer told me that she spoke to you, she was so comforted by your gift. And I was like, you know, if someone tells you they've met the best, whatever, you want to meet them, you've got to touch that, that what, that beauty, that, that that thing that someone else experienced. And my friend, she could just not stop talking about your talent. So oh, thank you.
1: Thank you so much. It's so touching. I really appreciate that.
0: Well, thank you. And so let me just start by the beginning. I just want to ask, is there something after this? <laughs> is, there, is there is there a step two, a chapter two, or is this it? Every,
1: it's so funny because my, the mailbox store man asked me that every time I go pick up my mail. And there's so much beauty from, you know, it's just like one door closes and you walk through the next door, but you're always present in your loved one's lives. And it's just um, fascinating to me when people ask me, are you afraid to die? And I'm like, no, I don't want to suffer, but I'm not afraid to die because so much beauty comes through for me on the other side.
0: Okay. So this gives me great comfort. And it's something that like I thought about as a child. And then when I lost my my father, I was only 24, which is young to lose. I mean, it, people are younger, but it was young for me. And like, I wasn't not equipped to understand it. Um, and I did go to a medium once who gave me something to hold on to. Now I wasn't raised religious, Susan, but it gave me something to hold on to that maybe they go somewhere and do something, you know? And my mom and I always talked about it. And the first words that I said after my mom passed away was now, you know, mom, now, you know, so what did you, wh- where just are they? the
1: chills right down? The side. You did. Yeah. Cause she's very, so where are they very, very present with you? Um, they're, they're right behind you. Actually, <laughs> They're right with you. They're, they <laughs> live, me feel good. You know what the beauty of being dead is, is <laughs> your loved ones help you from the other side more than they could When they were here, they become like your archangels, your pioneers, your best cheerleaders. They're always around you. And I feel like that's why the next generation usually does better than the previous generations, because you've got seven generations behind you that are helping you. So they're just right here. They're there at Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) They're always with us.
0: Mm, That brings me comfort. But I want to like, I wish I could, um, I wish I could call them and you have that, that ability. I mean, how, how did this start for you? Were you just like a little kid? Was it like the sixth sense where you were having conversations and no one else understood? What was
1: it like? Well, I had a mother that said, I'm watching you, which totally freaked me out, but I wasn't Talking, I wasn't schizophrenic, thank God, but I was. My brother would come in to get me out of the crib because they were much older than me, and he'd say, I came in once and you said, You were laughing, and I said, Susie, who are you talking to? and I said, The beautiful lady. And I don't have a lot of memories of that, but what I do have is I kept charging through and not paying attention because my mother. Crossed over when I was twenty-five, like like you, losing a parent young.
0: Mm-hmm. And six mm-hmm.
1: months after she died, I was sick, and I heard her say, "Screaming, get to the emergency room!" And I did, and they gave me my last rites. So my <gasps> mother saved my life from the other side, and I still was powering through. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this with my life and do that with my life. I wasn't really paying attention. what was happening or how I was changing. And it wasn't until I started, I came to California from New York, and I really loved horses. And I started to go massage and groom horses. And um, it started then. And that was 15 years ago. And well, what um, started
0: then Would you being able to talk to people who had crossed over or
1: people and animals It started with animals. So it was my primary
0: I mean, so fascinating to me that that you that you are able to um, use this tool on animals as well. So what you were you were like brushing a horse, and was the horse communicating with you or what? Yes,
1: and I was going, oh, I'm just making this up because that's how it feels. It literally. Did feels... you feel
0: like you were crazy?
1: Yeah, I felt like. This is a fancy barn in Malibu and there's cameras everywhere. And I was alone there working on this horse. And I said to myself, they're going to see this woman crying and they're never going to let me come here again.
0: <laughs> if, like, don't let her near the horses, lock the door. Yeah.
1: And he was just communicating, going back and forth about his legs and how he really didn't want to work anymore. And, and I just, the horse. Yes. And it was, it's like, and what,
0: are, are they speaking to you in English or in symbols or what? <laughs>
1: Well, sometimes, Ross, it's a really great question. Sometimes, when spirit comes in, when I'm talking to dead people too, they give me symbols. So, like, I was mm. talking to a woman the other day and I said, Why are they showing me a teepee? And she goes, I'm putting a yurt in my backyard. <laughs> so, wow. it was just validation. And sometimes it's a full on, full on conversation. Like, I'm in real time and I'm saying things that the dead person would actually say in the tone. And sometimes it's just um, a movie in my head. It's mm. just like a movie, and they show me the life, and they show me what they did here. Um, and when I was on the phone with your friends, I remember the dog showing me a change in houses and up and down stairs and how this house was much better than the other house because it didn't have stairs. It was really cool.
0: That's amazing to me, and and I and I have to say, as somebody who, and I think you know, grief is, I think the one. Universal thing that everybody understands is is grief. and if you if you're listening to this and you don't understand, unfortunately, you will understand it one day. You kind of don't get it till you've been there. But you know, I started talking about how, after my dad passed going and talking to somebody who gave me validation was the word validation. It also gave me great um, calmness because it made me feel like, okay, maybe it wasn't just black. Maybe this energy that, the disconnect between our body and that soul that we feel, you know, the soul feels like it could go somewhere. So it does go somewhere. Yes. Um, And when you do this for people, it must be the most rewarding job. Like the only thing I can equate it to is when I get to go on stage and I, and I make people laugh and I see their energy actually lift up, you know, I see people sitting different and, and I think, okay, well, that was nice. I could do that. That They could take that out into the world. What is it like for you To give people that gift of validity and validation in terms of what we feel after losing someone. This
1: has been the best career choice I've ever made. And it was was one of those career choices that you say, well, I'm not going to do it till I'm really ready. And what gave me um, this huge amount of braveness or inspiration was when my... Beloved dog passed away. I was hiding behind a different name and doing this on the side and keeping my day job. And when she passed, I had the courage to really like go out and use my real name. And <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I, so what was your day job? I was re- a real estate agent in Los Angeles. Oh my
0: God. So by day, you're like hardcore negotiating, <laughs> you know, bidding, not dealing not with hardcore, escrow, which
1: is probably why it wasn't the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was always like, sensitive and I'd go in people's houses and their dogs would act very different around me and people would say my dog's never done that or I would feel energy and then give back listings and say I can't represent this house <laughs> but
0: um, uh, yes that's that you may be the worst realtor of all time you can't do I, that. I
1: totally agree I've given back listings but um I I'm, I still like use my license to buy my own stuff real estate, like street sure, sure. house to do animal communication workshops. And that's really my, my love. I, lo- I think everybody has this ability. And I think if you slow down and you can meditate and, you know, just feel from your heart in, into the light and things start coming to you. And I've seen like amazing things when I teach. I love that.
0: I love that you're teaching now because I think so many of us have that thing where we're like, are we, am I psychic? Cause I kind of knew that was going to happen or you see things or you think things. And I have so many, um, I, I have a few very dear friends of mine who, who are gifted, you know, psychically uh, gifted. And, um, and they always say like, well, you know, Ross, if you just listen, but I, I don't know. I, I think I have intuition, but I, you know, I really truly think if I had, if I was, let me ask you a question. Here's what I'm getting to. I feel a block with, with my mother specifically. Okay. I feel like when it's this close to home, I I don't know that I can feel it. I think I can. I don't know. I think I just want it too bad or something. Are you able to read your own family members? Um,
1: yes and no. And I stopped going to mediums myself occasionally. I'll hit up a girlfriend that's psychic and say, Hey, do you think this will happen? (laughs) Because I don't trust my own sometimes. So it's, it's like, you know, it's like, If you're a surgeon, you're not going to operate on your own child, you know? Oh,
0: oh. oh, But I do
1: have my own intuition. I ask for help, and sometimes it comes through in a dream. And what I would say for you is, in particular, is you're busy. And before you go to bed at night, you know, just think about her. Think about fun times that you had with your mom. Mm -hmm. Bring those, like, full, full force, like if it was Christmas or... Bring these memories and have those feelings of genuine love and ask for a message. And it's ironic how sometimes there's some kind of message in a dream. Um, And also, you know, on your day to day, like ask for the guidance and intuition from spirit, from your loved ones before you make a big decision. Or I think I think you're pretty good. I think you're more intuitive than you even recognize, to be honest with you.
0: Do you think we all are? So this, yes, this is do. what we all should be doing. Anyone that's lost anybody, <laughs> we should we should be talking to them, you know, yeah, maybe not even talk
1: to them. And you know, what gets me is like, people are grieving and they'll say, just tell them I go, they're right here. They hear everything that you're saying. And people just think that I'm the only. can they
0: hear us? or Or do we need to do we think it? Do we say it out loud? How do we do it? Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay, go. You know,
1: when you suddenly think about your mother or you think about somebody, they've actually they're around you, believe it or not. They're they're putting that memory in your head. Not the sad ones. Those are yours. They don't ever want us to remember like the last year of their life or the last six weeks of their life. They want us to remember the fun, the beauty, because that is so much more of their life than the last year before they passed or the last six weeks or the last day. That is so much more significant to them that you remember the the beauty that they gave you in your life. Because I think your mother brought in a lot of beauty and joy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my God. She was so great. Yeah. Is she here now?
1: Yeah. And that's why you were great. She she's always there. She's 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 hanging out behind you. <laughs> is
0: are there times like when I don't want her there? I can be like, hey, can you give my husband and I a minute? <laughs> because maybe you shouldn't. You're not
1: there. I mean, that's like the that's the leading question that all mediums get. Are
0: they in the yeah. bedroom with us? No, 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 no. no. They're, they're just there when we need them. So she's here now. Yeah. So when we go, when I go, I'll be here too. You can do whatever you
1: want to do because your body is free. You're free from the body, I should say. The soul can go to Italy, can go climb a mountain, can do the things that maybe you feared in life, but you always wanted to try, swimming with dolphins. There's all these great things that you can do on the other side that you're limitless.
0: Limitless. But but do we go to, here's a question, okay? And you you, you it's okay if you don't know, because I know you know what you know, but you can feel free to say you don't know. But like, so when, if the soul leaves the body... Yeah, We can be here and we can visit our loved ones that are still here in this realm element. Are there other places? Do we go like, you know, when you think about the universe and how vast it is and people, other people are always like, oh, that means there's aliens out there. Okay. I'm sort of like, yeah, but maybe our souls go out there. You know, you don't know. Is this? And then. No,
1: you are right. That's exactly. We're very multidimensional. So it's a, a big one to grasp. But I kind of. I've been doing this long enough that I've seen so much in my readings that I realize that we are multidimensional, living different time frames at the same time in different locations. And it's just very broad in it. It's, I would say, like, if somebody really wants to learn how to do this, start with the basic basics and get a good meditation practice where you hear your own soul, not the voice of, somebody else's meditation, not guiding you through meditation, but just try to sit and bring your thoughts back to the, I am, I am love. I'm light. I'm joy. I'm hope because you're getting in touch with your own essence. That's kind of how I
0: Yeah. I'll do that. I've never done that before. Sat and thought what I am. Oh, God. There's so many times we just sit sit and think about what we're not. Isn't that so true, right? I'm not...
1: Human uh, condition.
0: I'm not thin enough. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not this.
1: Well, you (laughs) look amazing, by the way. (laughs) took you long
0: enough, Susan, to bring it up. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I know. Can we eat whatever we want after we die? No. No, No, you can't. Oh,
1: yeah. In the afterlife, a lot of people... You know, cause I, I love food and people show me from the other side, what they're eating. Last Christmas, I had a woman crack up because I said, why is she showing me a fruit pie? Which to me is like, oh, those fruit pies that, you know, my mother would mail order in yeah, the, the 70s.
0: Oh yeah. 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 There, oh. uh, those, what were they? The, the little uh, fruit, fruit cakes or something. Yeah. Fruit
1: cakes. Yeah. It wasn't a pie. It was a cake and it was like, Oh, and she said, she starts laughing and I said, um, you know, cause I, I need the validation. I, you know, I let them have the moment and she goes, I can't believe you're mentioning my mother's fruit cakes because we went in the basement. We opened up the the refrigerator, the freezer in the basement. It had to be 30 years old and we ate it and it still tasted good.
0: Well, oh my God. So So that was
1: like this huge validation that the mother brought in, Mm -hmm. but that she's laughing about her fruit pies, her fruit
0: cakes. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's so funny because then everyone's so shocked that you got it and you're like, yeah, hello, that's what I do. I can, I can do that. I can communicate with people. A couple, I mean, I have so many questions for you. You know, there's this trend on TikTok right now of like, there's all these kids who think who uh, state that they are reincarnated. Like, they'll talk about past lives. Is that a thing? Do we do this? Do our souls inhabit bodies next? Do we come back?
1: Yeah, I. You know, being raised Catholic from Brooklyn, and yeah, you, know, you don't believe in that, but through the work that I do, I definitely believe in reincarnation now. Definitely. So yes. It's real. And I do believe the other thing, like it's my belief that we travel in soul families. So your mother, your relatives on the other side will wait for you to cross back over and you will all reincarnate together as a family, but all different
0: relationships. Really? Yes. Oh, like I'll I'll be dad next time very possibly or oh my god a dog can
1: be a human it and it's the oldest religion buddhism believes that a, an animal will incarnate as a person at least once in its lifetime and the lifetime is forever of the soul
0: listen i don't know I, what do you <laughs> i mean i'm i'm totally open to you because i really don't know the answer none of us know i mean i guess you're the closest one that knows to like what happens next or how it works so It sounds a little crazy because I learn
1: something new every day. I am not like stagnant and I don't like people that say that get out people, other mediums that say, Oh, you have to wait a year. Well, if that's, if that's true, then I did a reading for a woman and the husband came in screaming. Why did it take you so long? And the woman, I said to the, told the woman that, and she said, I heard that you're supposed to wait a year and I've been waiting the year and I was her first medium, and she had waited a year. Hmm. So everybody has these opinions on how the afterlife works, and I'm not—I don't like have this set way. It's like I'm learning every day something new.
0: Absolutely, and what we th- what we think we know about okay, you be good, you die, and you'll go to heaven, and they'll see everybody is sort of a. It could absolutely be true, but it's sort of like just humans through time trying to explain what they hope happens, you know. And and maybe it's that, and maybe it's something completely different. And that I find fascinating. I'm absolutely riveted by that. You said you said you're not afraid to die. No,
1: no, <laughs> I'm not.
0: That's great. <laughs> I mean, that is just great. Are you? I no, no. I'm not
1: afraid to die. I, I've seen so much, and and it's so it's there's so much beauty, you know. You life is precious, and but this is really this is the hardest planet we could have reincarnated on. Like this is where we really learn our get our karma and learn our lessons, and it, it's not easy here. This is a very dense place to be, so we learn so much, and a lot of us have gone through great losses and. A lot of shifts in, you know, money or up and down or moving or needing changes. This is a hard place to be right now, but it's it's changing and it's morphing. And it's our choice to be here.
0: This is where you earn your karma. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's a big... Where you
1: get rid of your karma. Ooh. See? Ooh. You get rid of your karma.
0: I wanted to talk to you because I think that people are... To in by no fault of their own. I think we are all ill-equipped to deal with with grief. Um because there's no handbook, nobody walks us through it, you know, and um so many times, especially when it's like a a parent going, my experience was that like, you know, you have to you take care of them on their way out of here, and you kind of like don't take care of yourself, and then, you know, there's no parent taking care of you. And so It just feels like you have all this sadness and all this confusion and there's nowhere to put it. Um, So to people who are out there and they're thinking about how am I going to survive grief, this grief of losing somebody close to me? What what do you say to them?
1: I think you have to be so like ultra loving to yourself and ultra gentle. And you feel like you're going to die yourself when you're going through the grief process. And you don't die, but a part of you does. Like a part of your heart shuts down. And until you're really ready, and it may take a while. You know, I have a close friend that lost a child at 12 years old, and she took her lemons and made lemonade and is an amazing teacher and really there and very loyal to her students. And, but then there are some parents that take it much harder and um and I just say gentle, gentle. You'll figure out how to channel that grief and that energy. You'll figure it out. But if you just need to take a pause, and most people are so not grief sensitive or aware, like people will say, you know, if you lose a, a soul pet, which is like that once in a lifetime animal, just get another dog, it'll help you. Well, that is like the worst thing you can say, or to a parent. I think it would be really good for you to come out now and, you know, come with us to the Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, that is a no. If you don't want to go anywhere or do anything, you can just be in your bubble of protection. And most people are well-intentioned, but they're not grief-aware, and they don't really know how to help somebody through that grief. And I've had my own and I feel like I can go to the depths of people's grief and not be affected by it or not. And I could hold space for them in a really loving way. I don't just blow through it because I know what it takes to make somebody at least feel heard.
0: You know, um, it's funny you say soul pet. Um Is that a thing? That's really a thing? Because I think anyone who's had a a dog or a cat or a hamster or whatever, where you're just like, oh, my God, I'm connected to this animal. Like I can't we just like we speak to each other, you know, that's a thing. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's a real only get one. Well, mine didn't reincarnate, but she sent other rescues. We've got two now. But she still helps me in spirit. Like I feel her with me. Who is she? Rosie, my Frenchie. I wanted a Frenchie for like years. While other women are looking at Louboutins at 11 o'clock at night, I'm looking at Frenchie sites.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Little Frenchie bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I wanted a Frenchie at the beginning of the craze. And I was selling real estate in Malibu when I... I, I stumbled upon a store buying a cat toy and it was like before all the pet stores closed down because it's no good to buy pets. Not good. Yeah,
0: We well, we, we su- support adoption and all, and all right. of that, but you, but you found Rosie how you found her.
1: Yeah. It was just like, I wasn't even aware. I was communicating with animals. You know, I, I was so checked out in my day job and I, stumbled upon this dog who changed the course of my life. She, she, she helped me remember what I'm here to do through wanting to learn animal communication. I thought it would just be fun, you know, I'll learn animal communication. And then I take this silly class. And it was so ridiculous. I was sitting on an iPad and the teacher would put out a photo and all of a sudden I'm journaling, like it's a Disney movie. And it's like real things that have happened to her horse and the next thing I know, everybody's from the class is calling me for a reading. And all I wanted to do was communicate better with my dog. It was sheer sheer accident. I had had just finished working on horses, and then I got this little Frenchie. And then before I knew it, I had a business. <laughs> it just it just happened. Like people were calling me for readings, and I was like, oh, this is getting to be a lot for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well that I mean but that's when you just sort of fall into your purpose what you're supposed to do. I'm curious when you're at dinner parties and people ask what you do, do you do you say I communicate with a, with animals or do you just like uh, real estate?
1: No. I I really I really tell people what I do when I'm at dinner parties. If I move to this new neighborhood, I don't really tell people. Like some people know and I go I don't really want the whole neighborhood to know. They're going to think that weirdo lady that lives in that house. I still, I still am protective of myself as being a sensitive person, mm-hmm. um, but you know, if, if it's meant to be, it's, it's going to be. So I'm not, I don't kind of brag that I communicate with dead people and animals. I just, if it comes up, it comes up.
0: And I love that you, like, when you started it and you were dipping your toe and you were using a fake name, what was I, the No, name? I was
1: using my maiden name. My husband kept saying, you you can't let people know that you're doing this because it
0: wasn't like
1: mainstream yet, you know?
0: Yeah. Is it mainstream now? Communicate with animals. Do people still think you're, it's like until, until they see you do it, they must think like, what the hell? They do. Yeah. They totally
1: do. Because communicating with dead people is a little bit more like everybody communicate, like the mediums all communicate, but talking to animals is a whole nother level of, you know, what people think is cuckoo until I'm bringing up very relevant things. (laughs) But the animal ate or did or said, or, you know, the situation towards the end. And, you know, it's like, it is like painting a, it's like being an artist, which was another business I was in as an art dealer. <laughs> I tried everything just to figure out who I was and nothing was connecting the dots except this. This is, this is really, um, how I feel my most well, doing this work
0: you know it's so funny so many people are like they end up doing things that like oh god they just hate their job and i think a lot of people relate to that but it's so funny that what you end up doing what ends up bringing you the most happiness is the thing that you were doing in your crib when you were a little a little kid your brother walked in on you talking to the lady in the corner you know and i think about so many of us if we can think about what we wanted to do when we were little if you can remember that and it's
1: actually, I'm sorry to interrupt. No,
0: anything. Come on, this combo. Well,
1: it's actually, I I did, I, I found myself very aware of trying to help people do that. So mm. I do an actual thing with people that are trying to figure out, well, what's my sole purpose? And I, I've had a lot of success with that. And I basically bring them back because I have like a little hypnosis degree But I use like the intuition and the hypnosis to bring them back to a time when they were their most happy. And then we kind of help them
0: find find the purpose. Yes.
1: Because can you you know, we're when you're just and i found myself doing that for so many years, like doing what I didn't love just to pay my bills and for the money. And I don't tell people quit your day job. I don't let's hone this and let's have the joy with this and do it on the side. And I did this on the side for years and years and years. And I didn't have the same name as I did with my real estate. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden when Rosie passed, I was like, if I could get through that, if I could lose my soul pet and work through that, I could do anything. And that's what gave me the strength. So I, I would say like, use that grief to push yourself like, It's so uncomfortable to get through that grief, push yourself to be a big shining light in the world to really push yourself out there. Well, I
0: think this is really fascinating. I think that, you know, today we address that grief is universal, uh, that at the end of the day, at the very least, we can be confident something happens that we don't know exactly, but something happens. If we've lost somebody, they're somewhere. If we want to, we can communicate with them, uh, whether they're our mom or a soul pet. And that when it's our time, there's nothing to fear because this is where we're earning our karma and the next place we go is a beautiful place. That's what I'm gathering from my conversation with you. That's what I'm going to carry through. And that's what I hope our listeners um, take away from this, that if you're you're wondering if it's going to be okay... If they're okay, they are, and it is. Celebrate. Celebrate. Oh, well, I celebrate you, Susan Allen. And and if you want to book a, a reading, an animal soul speak or a personal soul speak, you can go to SusanAllenMedium.com. And I want to thank my friend Nikki Boyer for introducing me to you. You brought her such great peace after the love of her soul pet, Bernadette. So thank you. Thank you so much. And we're going to do a, a reading, you and I, we're going to do a one-on-one yeah. um, and I'll report back to the listeners to tell them how that went. Okay. Great. I look forward to it. Thank you. So much Susan Allen everyone SusanAllen Medium.com. We're we'll right back with my happy ending. It's the best thing I've seen all week. And a big thank you to Susan Allen. I mean really trying to help us answer this question, um, that so many of us struggle with. I'm going to have a reading with her too, everybody. So we have that on the books. Okay. So I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to her. I really want to see what happens when uh, she shares her gift with me. Um, and I hope it helped some of you who this time of year or anytime are struggling with the same concerns. I have the same questions. Where do we go? Where are the people we love? It's why we're having those conversations this time of year. And and I, I cannot wait to have um, Teresa Caputo coming up as well uh, to talk to her about it. Well, it's a recurring theme you'll see here on Hello Ross. We have so many great interviews coming up for you. Um, I'm really excited. Oh, and also, I have a really great happy ending for you this week. It's the best thing I've seen this week. And I thought it was really appropriate. You know, every year at the end of the year, they have the best blah, 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 of blah, 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 of, you know? And so I came across this. It's in 2022. It is the most popular dog and cat names. How cute is that? I love this. All right. So, um, let me do kitties first. The top female cat names, uh, Bella, Lily, and Luna. That's three, two, one, Bella, Lily, Luna cute, Luna. I like that. I didn't expect that. Here's the top male cat names. Number three is Leo. Leo. Number two, Milo. Oh, I love Milo. And number one, Oliver. If you show me a cat name Oliver, I'm going to kiss that cat. I'll tell you that right now. And then top male dog names. Number three is Cooper. Number two is Charlie. And number one is Max. Max. I also love number Number five was Buddy. Oh my God. Give me a good old fashioned dog name, Buddy. I'm in. And the top female dog names, number three is Daisy, number two is Bella, and number one. Well, oh, this is interesting. Remember the number one female cat name was Luna? Well, Luna is also the number one female dog name. What? Honestly, can I tell you something? I don't think I've ever met a, a dog or a cat named Luna. Well, there's a lot of them out there, apparently. Let me know what your favorite dog or kitty name is. Tweet me Hello Ross. Tell me who you want on the show uh, uh, because, you know, I'll listen to you. I do whatever you want. I'm Hello Ross on all social media and I can't wait for a brand new episode next week. You'll never guess who's going to stop by to say Hello Ross. Until then, bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube.